This is Bert Bollinger, editor of Hardwood Floors Magazine. The episode of the NWFA Real Answers podcast that you're listening to today is brought to you by the NWFA Emerging Leaders Council. Today, along with Michael and Chris, we are joined by Dana Lee Cole, who is executive director of the Hardwood Federation. Michael, Chris, Dana, thanks for joining us today. Well, thank you, Bert. Um, again, today I've got with me Chris Zizza, president of CNR Flooring in Boston. How are you today, Chris? I'm doing real great. How's everybody out there? I hope you're well. Great. Yeah, everybody here is. We had a, actually a really beautiful day here in St. Louis today. Um, we're also in a few minutes going to get to our special guest, Dana Lee Cole, the executive director of the Hardwood Federation, our friend in Washington, who um, is going to tell us what's what's going on in D.C. But um, before we get started, the, you know, the last two podcasts, we've spent a lot of time on the Paycheck Protection Program coming from the Small Business Administration. Today is April 1st. Um, and no fooling, they're not going to start processing these loans until the third at the earliest. So, um, you know, have your stuff ready and be working with your banker. If you don't have a bank, go to the Small Business uh, Administration and look for a connection there. But we have a little we have a little time before those actually start to get rolling. We hear how that's going on in the field. So we have brought Dana on with us today to talk about um, what it's like to live in Washington right now and, and how things are rolling out of the hill. So good afternoon, Dana. Hi, Michael. Hi, Chris. I hope you two are well. You too. Very well. Hey, Dana. Um, So Washington, D.C. is a pretty interesting place right now. I I know both of you have been here uh, for our fly-ins or just doing regular, you know, hardwood business up on the hill. And it's it's always a bustling place. There's lots going on. There's lots of restaurants open, you know, lots going on on the hill, lots of in and out of offices. And right now it's pretty quiet. Um, There are nobody's going in and out of the hill. Uh, Congress is actually in recess and they're all working remotely so it's a very different place and and it's kind of weird to be working in isolation um, when you're so used to uh, having face-to-face with people um, all 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 day long so it's it's a it's a pretty interesting um, kind of work environment for us as as I know it, it is for a lot of people out there I I would also say that you know things are but despite that things are happening at a really really fast rate and, you know, you always hear, well, nothing's getting done in Washington. Nobody can work together. Um, they just sit around and punt the ball back and forth. Well, I have to say since, you know, March 1st, pretty much, a lot has happened. And um, the nice thing is, although there's a lot of back and forth, there's a lot of kind of um, uh, taunting uh, across the aisle at each other, I, this, this is mostly moved forward in a pretty bipartisan way, um, and it's, it's kind of tragic that it took something like this to to get people together to work um to to help uh the u.s economy and the u.s people but um but they are working together and they are moving a whole lot of things so um having having said all that it, you know for those of you that get my emails or get michael's emails it often has my information in it or emails from other associations out there um just know that the things are happening so quickly that we're not sending the same information every day. Typically, when, when we're sending out stuff, it's because a program is announced, but none of the back office work has is, is really been done. Um, you know, applications aren't drafted. Uh, parameters for the program aren't, aren't in place. Processes aren't in place. Um, a lot of times the connections with actual implementers like banks haven't been made. So um, the reason we keep sending out information is because um, you kind of need to, to know on a day-to-day basis what's going on. And I would reiterate what was said earlier, that um, 
in terms of these loans and and both both the disaster loan and the PPP, um, you should be talking to your banker. You should be talking to your accountants. Um, you should be making sure that, that any paperwork that they've kind of already said will be due, um, you're getting that in place because this, both of those programs, they, the, the disaster relief program is already up and operating and, and they've been slammed and their their website has gone down a number of times. Um, the PPP is scheduled right now. The, the thought is that it will be live on Friday um, and they'll be ready to take loan applications. Um, at least for, for businesses, uh, independent contractors will be a few days later. Um, but be ready because I think those funds are going to go very, very quickly. And there's a lot of interest in those funds and there were going to be a lot of people lining up. Um, so be ready. Uh, that's, that's probably the best advice I can give you on those two programs. Thank you, Janet. Have you, have you heard anything about more funding coming down the pike as after this first round is expended? Mm. Is there talk in Washington about that? There is well, so there have been um, there have actually been three bills passed. I mean, obviously the one that we hear we hear mostly about the last two. Um, the first one was um, some assistance, um, some funding for medical and emergency workers, uh, which you know, of course, that makes sense that that was kind of the first the first round would be focused on them. The second round was focused on workers, and that's where you you see some of this paid family leave and paid sick leave. Um, requirements and, and extended unemployment rules put in place. Um, and just, just as a side note, um, the IRS just today released uh, some really good Q&As on their website. Um, I'll be, we'll be putting that up on ours and, you know, Michael, Michael is linked to that. So you should definitely check out those, um, those fact sheets if you've got some questions about how your business needs to respond to those new rules. Um, so that was the second package. The third package was this $2 trillion CARES Act, which really started to take a look at um, supporting businesses and making sure that businesses can kind of be funded and have the liquidity that they need to get through uh, this, you know, at least the next two to four months. Um, they are already talking about a fourth package. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're kind of... Um, they're not doing it tomorrow. Um, they're looking at the end of April, and we will be we will be working um, with our board of directors and with our association members to see what we could potentially put forward that could be of of, of more assistance to the hardwood industry. If there are, if there are things that have been left out of some of these other programs, what um, what could we perhaps propose to some of our champions on the hill uh, that they could see about about getting into that bill? Um, right now, there's there's a lot of talk about what it could be. I I would listen to that with interest, but wouldn't necessarily take any of that to the bank because things have a way of kind of changing um, over the weeks. So they're talking a lot about infrastructure right now. Um, we'll see we'll see how that ends up at the end. Very good. Um, you know, some of the things that we haven't talked about yet that maybe we could cover um, a little bit here. We um, we did talk, you know, as we said earlier, we talked a lot about the disaster assistance loans and the paycheck protection programs. Um, those two being the pieces that affect most small businesses, you know, obviously in, in, in our industry, but a few of the other things that affect them, such as net, net operating loss, uh, deferred social security tax payments, things like that. We haven't really gotten into those on the podcast or with the information that we've shared so far. Can you kind of just give us a 40,000 foot view at some of the other items that are included here? 
Yeah, sure. And um, there there are a bunch of tax provisions that are, are included, and these were included. Um, a lot of these were actually included in the last um, the last bill, the second bill that I talked about. So um, there were some changes made to the net operating losses rules, which which relaxed the limitation on a company's use of losses from a prior year. Um, so they've eliminated um, most taxpayer uh, <clears throat> eliminated for most taxpayers the use of uh, net operating loss carrybacks. So that that would be something that you would want to look into. Um, it will allow losses from 2018, 2019, or 2020 to be carried back five years. So definitely talk to your accountants and and, and to your um, CPAs about if you can can use that 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 um, that tool to to make yourself a little bit more financially liquid. There's also some deferred Social Security tax, pay, tax payments, which um, allow employers and self-employed individuals to defer payment of the employer's share of the Social Security tax. They are responsible for paying to the federal government um, with respect to their employees. So again, this is a way um, to give uh, businesses a little bit more liquidity and to delay some payments. And again, these are delays. Um, but still, it's, it's nothing that would have to be due right right now. Um, the idea there being so, the idea there is basically to allow the company to keep more cash on the front end by deferring the, the by deferring the things that would come out of payroll on a regular basis. Right. Exactly. And yeah. And and under this under this um, this this latest rule, um, the deferred employment tax would have to be paid over two years. Um, with the first half kind of required to be paid by December 31st, 2021, and the second half by December 31st, 2022. So you could also kind of spread that across a few years um, to give gotcha. yourself even more, even more flexibility. Um, there's some refundable payroll tax credits, um, which um, allows a tax credit of 50% of wages paid to employers, um, paid by employers, I'm sorry, to employees during the crisis. And this is, this is, specifically for employers whose operations were fully or partially suspended due to the COVID or coronavirus-related shutdown or gross receipts declined by more than 50% when compared to the same quarter in the prior year. So you're going to have to take a close look at that, but um, this this could, again, uh, be a really good tool for you to use, and it's, it's for employers with, with more than 100 full-time employees. So there are, you know, there's going to be some caveats related to that, and some things you're going to, have, some boxes you're going to have to check. Um, but another good thing to look, look at is the refundable payroll payroll tax credit. And then there's there's also corporate ATM credits for the alternative minimum minimum tax. Um, so these were these funds were made available as refundable credits over several years, ended in 2021 originally. This provision in this latest piece of legislation accelerates the ability of companies to recover those ATM AMT credits, permitting companies to claim a refund now and get some additional cash flow. So look at your ATM and and see if that is something that you could potentially tap into. And then you know there's some S corp and pass through language that modifies the limitation on losses for taxpayers other than corporations. So this provision would modify the loss limitation applicable to pass-through businesses and sole properties. So again, there's, there's lots of there's lots of things that are kind of tucked away um, that are you know maybe a bit overshadowed by some of these larger loan programs, but these can be really really valuable t- tools um, for some of your smaller and medium-sized companies. So um, and it I seems like all of it seems like all of them are really aimed at immediate relief on cash flow. Is that how you interpret it? Exactly. 
Exactly. And that's what you hear a lot of legislators say, is that they really want to make sure that companies maintain as much cash as possible so that they can continue. What I think the goal here is, is to keep companies viable and to make sure that these companies are open so that when this crisis is over and people people want to go back to work or can go back to work, that there's someplace for them to go. People understand up on the Hill and in the administration that you can't close down these businesses forever. It, it's one thing to kind of have these temporary shutdowns or slowdowns, but they really want to make sure these businesses have a place to come back to. And I, I think, you know, you're seeing off a lot, and these are like the real small mom and pop kind of, you know, your restaurants and your your hair salons and that kind of thing. You know, there's, there's a lot of uh, landlords that are really working with those small companies and, and those small businesses to make sure that, that they stay in business as well, so that those spaces are filled um, once this, this is all over. So, I, you know, there's not only government kind of working things out, but there's also a lot of uh, private sector people taking on some responsibility as well. So, Dana, if a small contractor out there listening to the podcast wants to read up on a lot of what you just discussed, are we going to find that on your website? I know some of it exists on our website, Michael. But, or is there a more specific page relating to government that they want to go look at? Yeah, well, I, what I would suggest that they do is they go to our website, which is hardwoodfederation.com, and check out our latest newsletter, which, which kind of goes through all of these programs. And, and there are links in that newsletter to some of the, some of the, um, the websites. But on our homepage, um, there is a whole list of, of, of websites and resources that you can look at um, that, that will answer some of these questions. And, and that's um, hardwoodfederation.com. That's, that's right, yep. And so right on our homepage, there's a whole, there's a whole list of, um, of websites that you can – some of them are federal government websites, some of them are state websites, some of them are other associations that do a really good job of tracking this information. Um, so we're, we're trying to put up the stuff that really looks good and, and it's really easy to understand. Now, I will say, um, you know, we've been really focused on the small to medium-sized business programs because that's the majority of, of the businesses and the companies that, that we deal with in our industry. Yep. Um, but I think there are, there are some larger companies that have over 500 employees. There, are some, there is a, a loan program that is supposed to be coming online. Um, Treasury is working on that. I haven't seen any details about that program yet. I think they've really been focused on the small to medium size. And small um, to medium means what? Two, three employees, 50 employees? Under, or under, just under, five, under 500. So. Flat out under 500. That's under group. 500, That's yep. So, Daniel, let's talk about um, the broader strokes of the forest products industry. We've, we've spent a lot of time on this podcast trying to get down into, you know, the person that we can help the most with this information, which is the independent contractor out there who's installing floors and, and needs the help to, to kind of digest all of the stuff that's out there. But let's talk a little bit for, from the larger forest products perspective. I know there's some things that have, that have been happening um, in that area of legislation as well. Right. Yeah. They... Um... The Department of Transportation was mentioned um, in, I think it's, it was the, the third bill. Um, there was some language included, directed at the Department of Transportation to address truck weights, and it allows states to issue special permits for overweight vehicles and loads uh, to allow for the free flow of critical uh, relief supplies during the the coronavirus epidemic. So this might not apply to the forest products industry right this second, or you might wonder about this, but if there are needs to do some building, um, you know, some emergency hospital kinds of operations or to put um, 
you know, everything from flooring to cabinets to walls up in some of these emergency facilities that they're talking about, that may be something that the hardwood industry should take a look at. So that's, that's why we flag that. Um, also, anybody that's shipping um, chips or sawdust or pulp to a paper facility could probably fall under, under that kind of a, a waiver as well. Um, the Department of Commerce has um, uh, received $50 million to be distributed to the manufacturing extensive extension partnerships um, to help small and medium-sized manufacturers recover from economic impacts of coronavirus. So if you are in an area that has a manufacturing extension partnership, um, you know, see what they've got available. And, um, and, and there may be something for you, especially at the, at the very, very small size, you know, like you're talking about the independent contractors. And then, you know, the, the Forest Service also got some money to make sure that they're still able to be out there and counting the trees, which is a really important tool for us to use when we talk about the value of the, of the forest products industry, uh, the importance of the supply chain, the, the, the good that the forest, uh, the forests actually do in terms of the environment and why we need to keep those as working forests. So it's not, you know, in, in, in the grand scheme of all this money that's been given out, it's not a whole lot, but it makes a whole big difference to the U.S. Forest Service when they're trying to get people out in the fields um, to, uh, to, 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 to count the trees and to show that you know, this industry, we, we're not cutting down all the trees. There's, there's plenty of trees out there and more more growing every day. But, you know, I'd, I'd like to just say one one other thing, too, is that these, these are federal, these are kind of federal dollars and federal programs. People should also look at their state government. Um, and on our website, there is a, um, a link to the, the Council of State Governments, and it, it has a really great website where it goes state by state. You just, it's a map, and you click on your state, and it has a lot of information about what kinds of relief programs the states have been coming up with. Um, it, it has like emergency orders. It has shelter-in-place orders with more detail about what each state is expecting. It also has information about what each state is doing to help kind of companies think about safety measures and what what companies need to do in terms of making sure that their workers are safe if they're if they are indeed working. So Dana, um, one thing I wanted to ask you, and that's kind of just a question that I, I came up as you were talking, you know, I know we have, we're under a national emergency now. So if the states had already declared a state of emergency, are those, how does that work? So does the national take precedent over the state or are there still differences between the emergency states that say New York is operating in under, as opposed to the whole nation? or are all the states now operating under the national emergency? Yeah, so the, the, the president did declare a national emergency, and, then, and there, are, um, there are guidelines from the U.S. Department of Homeland Security about the critical workforce and, and critical industry sectors. That's guidelines. States, because you know we are a federation, and states have a lot of rights under that federation, states can supersede. Um, whatever those guidelines are. So that's why you see a lot of states have, have different requirements for their emergency state. Some states um, are requiring people to stay at home. Other states have not yet done that. I think there's still 18 that haven't done that. Okay. Um, so it, it, it can vary. So again, it's really important, especially if you're a company or, or somebody that works in multiple states, you should make sure that you, you kind of check out and figure out what each state is requiring and if there's limitations. Okay. Well, that's that's great information. Chris, do you have any questions for Dana or anything else you'd want to talk about today? 
No, I'm feeling pretty good about all the information we're receiving here. I, I read the newsletter that came out from Harvard Federation today. I know there's a lot of good information in there. And now after listening to Dana talk a little more about it, I'll review that again. And, you know, just out there, guys, pay attention to who owes you money and keep that communication going. And, you know, that's what we're doing at CNR. We keep fo focusing on the collections so we can stack, stockpile, you know, as much money as we can to get to the other side of this. And that's what it's about. So it's thing uh, right now. It, it cash is king. I mean, you know, it, 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 everyone always says it, but right now it's it's accurate. So good luck out there, guys. Keep it real. And Dana, thank you so much for today. I really enjoyed it. Oh well, thank you for having me. And you know, we're we're working hard in Washington D.C. and and trying to keep the the industry uh, in people's thoughts as as we move forward through this. So good luck to everybody. All right. Thank you both for your time today. I'll turn it back to Bert. Thank you. Well, Michael, Dana, Chris, thank you so much for your time today. And to our audience out there, if you have anything that you would like us to discuss, please let us know. I've left my email in the podcast description below. So until next time, stay safe and we'll talk again soon.